Welcome to Verdant North. In this week's episode, Nikki makes a bluebarb tiki. Caroline brought something sticky, and dance joints are feeling creaky. Sit back and crack a cold one. This episode is coming at you hot. It's Verdant North. Ah. And now it's your host, Caroline Holstrom. Hello, hello. It's another great week outside. It's been good weather. I'm just feeling really chipper about it. Uh, hi, everybody. This is a cool episode. Um, there's, it's heavy on the rhubarb, don't you know? It's real heavy. Uh, we've got Nikki here with a rhubarb cocktail. We've got Dan here yep. with some tree talk. Rhubarb treat. <laughs> Not really. And, some, and treats and all the good things. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get started right away. Nikki, why don't you tell us about this beverage? All righty. So what I made here today was a tiki drink, kind of along the same lines as a Mai Tai. That's kind of my inspiration for it. Mm. But I decided to use a simple syrup made with rhubarb and blueberries. So I call it blue barb. Nice. And that makes me happy. <laughs> and Bar- so... We love um, barb dye. Yep. So kind of a quick recipe for the blue syrup. It's you have uh, one part water, one part white sugar. So I just let that sit, let the sugar all dissolve in there. And then I chopped up a bunch of rhubarb that I got from Caroline. Woo-hoo. I'll tell that story in a second here. <laughs> um, and then put that in the pan, let that simmer in there for like half hour or so. Half an hour? Yeah. yeah really, like oh. really light. Oh, yeah. Are you adding water? Yeah. Yeah. So it's... Um, to keep the... Yes. Yeah. So okay. it's like, it's mainly water. So you're essentially okay. flavoring the sugar water okay. with it. And then, yep. Yeah, then you kind of strain all that out. And then I put a bunch of blueberries in there and then let that sit and simmer for a little while too and strain all that out and then mm-hmm. the result is the blueberry syrup nice Sounds really yeah good. so most of the ingredients i get for the garden stuff come from caroline and i was trying to meet up somewhere you know to pass them off so she has a bunch of rhubarb for me we basically ended up like meeting at, at like some loading dock which is like throwing it into my car people were looking at us weird where everyone yeah, goes to get rhubarb from. yeah yeah it was a, it was a strange exchange Back Alley loading dock. Yep. I get home. I'm like, have all the rhubarb, making all my rhubarb syrups a couple days later. Just look out my door and I realize I have a lot of rhubarb growing in my yard. <laughs> it's just there. I easily could have just gone and like grabbed it, but no, no. Was, it was so. like three days of near miss and like, oh shoot, let's reschedule. Let's reschedule. So I have like two whole full gallon Ziploc baggies full that are just sitting in the fridge at work and she's like oh I'm gonna be by around two perfect just tell me I'll run downstairs and so we ran down to the loading dock I realize it's not the cutest side of my building but (laughs) it's easy to get to (laughs) I've been loading that loading dock for other reasons but yeah Yeah. whoa whoa this is a family or Uh, other other fruits and vegetables this is this is not a family podcast it's tomatoes cherry tomatoes (laughs) And cocaine. No, just kidding. Um, so what else? I'm a is- meth man. Thank you. <laughs> Method man. Blueberry. Me and Med Red man. Yes. Yes. Blueberry, blueberry man. Yep. So blue blarb man. Yep. So the blueberry syrup is the basis of this. Okay. So kind of the history of tiki cocktails. They're super fun. The tiki bar started getting popular in like kind of the early 1930s. Was super popular up through about like the 60s, early 70s, and it kind of went out of fashion. So you know, you picture the 
you know, the tiki mugs, like shaped like the little heads on the yeah. islands and stuff, yeah. and drinks with lots of umbrellas and chunks of pineapple or drinks in pineapples. That's another move oh, they like to sure. do. Yeah. Or coconuts yes. or something. Yep. Yep. Yeah, fake palm trees, Coconut like bras. mishmash of all sorts of island cultures that are Stone completely hinge. inaccurate and stuff. It's, <laughs> yep, it's, a, it's a good times, but it's kind of like an escape, especially during the times when people couldn't really travel as easily, especially like after mm. the Depression, stuff like that. So it was like a little beach vacation down the street from your house. So And in your was, mouth. <laughs> yep. And their drinks were very focused on, you know, fresh fruit juices, rum, you know, being one of the main kind of liquors it made in a lot of islands and stuff. So um, the drink I did, so we have um, the blue barb syrup that I described. So we have do uh, about two parts of that and then two ounces of rum, two ounces of lime juice, um, then an ounce of what I, this stuff called vel- velvet falernum. So Ooh. it's kind of like a, again. <laughs> yes, it's a it's an ingredient in a lot of tiki cocktails. It's kind of like similar. It could be used in place of an orgeat syrup. So that's mm-hmm. kind of a simple syrup made with almond. Um, so this kind of has a little bit of that almond, a little bit of you know some ginger, clove, a few other flavors like that. So it adds a nice kind of sweetness with like a little bit of spice and some kind of rich, cool flavors in okay. there. Mm-hmm. And the ones that you can buy at the store now do have a little bit of alcohol in them. So it's actually okay. really refreshing to throw it over some soda water during the summer and whatnot. And nice. Kind of an essential thing in a lot of um, yep, tiki cocktails. And then do you um, did like a little probably about a half ounce or so of a cherry brandy to kind of tie it all together a little bit. So yeah, just kind of fun, fresh drinks here. So well, awesome. Let's cheers to this. Yeah. To this blue barb tiki poo. Blue barb cheers. Blue barb. (laughs) Mmm. Oh, so good. Super good. Ooh. Okay, I know it has a lot of sugar in it, but it does not taste too sweet. This tastes like oh. grown up. <laughs> That's good. That's real good. It's real good. Mm. The, like the sourness of the rhubarb really comes out, but it mm-hmm. isn't overpowering. Yeah. I feel like the lime is probably boosting it. Yep. So mm-hmm. I went a lot heavier mm-hmm. on. Usually you don't want to do as much citrus, but I decided to go like a lot and then kind of balance it back out with the sugar on the back yeah. end. Um, just so I think it just gets a little bit richer quality to it. It's a really gorgeous color, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's Since it's got pretty. blueberries in yeah. it, it's like it's got that blueberry oh, juice yes. color kind of going, which is kind of a purpley pink. Yeah, magenta, mm-hmm. maybe. Magenta. <laughs> I like it. It's great. Mm-hmm. A plus. <laughs> I also brought a rhubarb thing. Um, since I have so much rhubarb in my backyard, my in-laws were in town, and my uh, my mother-in-law, Marcy, was like, oh, can I have some of your rhubarb? I don't have any. I used to make stuff all the time. And I'm like, yes, but you have to give me your recipes. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Um, I don't think she would get that movie reference, though. But <laughs> uh, So she sent me this makes recipe. makes rhubarb really creepy. Really <laughs> Sorry, I've been following way too much Murderino stuff recently. Oh, anyway, um, so she sent me this recipe for rhubarb bread. You know, like banana bread, but it has rhubarbs in it. Um, and I, so I made a double batch up, which made three regular sized loaves. I brought one in. It has this really nice brown sugar crunch to the top. Uh, and I'll post that recipe online, but 
I'm trying it now. It took forever to bake because we tried to cook too many at once at the same time in the oven. We're new to baking, but we watch a lot of great British baking shows. So (laughs) (laughs) we were inspired. Um, The rhubarb in this is very, very moist. And everything is pretty crumbly like a good banana bread. So what do you guys think? Delicious. I like it. As Dan is trying to chew and swallow real fast. (laughs) I like how crumbly it is, actually. This it definitely has a coffee cake style mm-hmm. texture yeah. going. If I on. had a cup of coffee right now, I would be in a very, very good place. <laughs> Too bad we have booze, <laughs> <laughs> blue barb, tiki's, and rhubarb bread. I, if I had a cup of coffee right now, I also wouldn't sleep yeah. probably until we're like old six now. a.m. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is very crumbly. It's like finger bread. I just kind of mm-hmm. keep like picking up little pieces of it. Yeah. Um, do you need some decaf, Dan? Mm-mm. With that, with not that in this household. Bar- thank you. <laughs> Blue Bar Tiki does the trick. <laughs> oh, mm. very, very good. Two good, delicious things. I just felt like we need to start making more things out of the food that we're growing. Yeah, because I loved when you made that chutney. Oh hell yeah! That chutney was the fresh best. chutney. Is like one of the best things that you can make with plants that you grow. In my in my personal yeah. opinion, you got to start on a chutney, chutney again. Great. Oh, yeah. I almost said in my <laughs> humble opinion, real, but real in a chutney. I'm not humble real about that opinion at all. <laughs> chutney is amazing. Uh, just got hijacked by the chutney crowd again. <laughs> Another episode gone. I'm chutneying you down all right, right, all right now. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll save it for later. So Dan, talk talk to me about what's going on in your garden. Well, uh, like many people this spring, I forgot that plants need to get planted before they can grow. So, Oops. you know, we kind of get the spring sort of like snuck up on us. You know, we had like <laughs> we had a winter blizzard at like what the end of April. Yeah. Like mid to late April. Yeah. It stuck it around till like, basically. yeah, it was insane. Um, so then I realized uh, yesterday in late May. Mm-hmm. I guess we're in June. We're in mid June. Anyway, <laughs> my mind moves slowly. No, but so we we see, just put the seeds down in our garden plot, um, kind of mid to late May. Mm. So kind of a little bit of a late start, but um, only for some things like the radishes. That was a little bit too late. That was way too late for the radishes. They'll still grow. They'll still come up. Peas missed the boat there, but but what you gonna do? <laughs> Uh, but for the other stuff, like we're going, we're going to go grow squash and like cucumber. They'll be fine. Yeah. You know, they're warm season stuff, so they don't want to go in until the soil is pretty hot anyway. So, yeah. so I'm feeling fine there, but, um, yeah, a lot of weeding, um, I'm going to put down some mulch. Yes. Yeah. I got, uh, two bales of straw. Actually, it's not straw. It's hay. Hay. Just hey. It's actually in my car right now and the makes the car just reek like a barn. Oh my gosh, I know. But I, I, this may be a really dumb question, but what's the difference between straw and hay? Yeah, like is this there? is a great question. Yes, and I didn't know the answer until very recently. Uh the difference is that straw it they're the same plant. Straw okay. is before it's gone to seed. That it's oh, harvest and processed. Okay. Hay is after it's gone to seed. So technically straw is much preferable. Because you're not going to get like that plant, whatever. I don't even know what plant it is. is it, do we call it hay plant, straw plant? 
<laughs> Some kind of grass. It's probably, it's probably it's like grass. an imbecile that I don't know the answer to this. But the baby is just yeah, whatever grass. Like, <laughs> Some yeah. kind of just regular grass, oak yeah. grass or whatever it is. If you grow straw plants, will you call us at VernonNorth.net? Yeah. Please. Like what is it? It's gonna keep me Tell up at me. night, even when I don't drink coffee. It'll keep Man, me up. I did those straw bale gardens last year. Yeah. And then we had our non-spring like. Winter just gave spring a break and went right into summer. Right into summer, yeah. It went from like blizzards to 90 degrees outside in not enough time. It was mind for me numbing. To, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, ha- I had those old straw bales from last year still in my backyard. Mm. And they looked like trash. So <laughs> I like moved them and stuck them under our spruce tree back there. I put as much in the compost oh. bins as I could. And now there's giant dead spots in the lawn. Makes sense. Oops. Like you can't leave something smothering your lawn for a year that's not how that works um but what happened is a little family of bunnies decided to build a nest in the leftover straw and we did not find them the dog found them oh sad so jesse got one away from our dog lana she was playing really happy with it because just like a squeaky toy or a ball um he got it away from her and put it back um but when i came home something else had found them so it was really sad i found a few and had to take care like get rid of them because they were done Mm. it was so sad i've never experienced that because this is my first dog and I'd never found a bunny nest in my yard before. And I was like, oh, I have to get rid of all this straw really fast so this does not happen again. It made me feel bad. Yeah. Sad. Well, that's a downer. <laughs> <laughs> so I brushed her teeth because she's a kisser. And I'm like, no, <laughs> you cannot kiss me. My favorite pet murderer. My, oh, well, <laughs> anyways, sorry. Well, maybe that's something I should do is like, what do, what do you do if you find a nest? I read that you can move them up to 10 feet away as long as you bring like all of the. How do you move? Do you toss them? Yeah. Like how just like a bean them? bag. Yep. You monster. What's wrong with you? Do you their their nest looks like bird nest, right? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like it's a big bird's nest. It's almost made, made of a mix of hay and mud So you can just drag like, like the No. Thing. Or isn't it not? I thought yeah. I saw a bunny rabbit nest before that looked very similar. I thought it was just like a hole. Like they just kind of dig just a little like bit a of a dugout, hole. Yeah. like a scratched out area. Yeah. Uh, Let's get that bunnies hour. <laughs> if you are a bunny grower, <laughs> reach out to us. You grow your own Send bunnies. us pictures of the bunny nests you yeah. come across. Is it just a hole? Is it a hole? <laughs> this is the clueless episode of Britain North. <laughs> well, yeah. But maybe that's something I can look into. Like, what to do when you find this situation? What can you do? I'll look it up. Future episode fodder right there. Um, but other than that, I've been working on my front yard garden. I had it all scraped away. I had it aerated on the side we're keeping, and I had it power raked. Um, so half of my front yard was completely scraped away. Just a dirt, just bare dirt, and it's like a 16 by 22 foot square. I made him leave the peonies, though, since they were about That's to bloom. That's a messed up square. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Just kidding. That's a rectangle. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Captain Literal, you jackass. Okay, so uh, half of my yard is missing. And so far, the installation, I've taken perennials from all over my 
yard, front yard and backyard to start working on this. And it kind of ended up being like three gardens in one um, because there's this dry stream bed area. And outside of that, by the driveway and the sidewalk, that stuff is all like really hard to kill perennials. That's where I've got a bunch of daylilies and a bunch of irises and some sedums at the front. And so that's all stuff that can handle the salt in the winter, uh-huh. us throwing extra snow on it, the heavy stuff when we're scooping the driveway um, and any dogs walking by, like, I don't care. That's That stuff will be just fine. Uh, on the... Uh, close to the middle of the lawn. There's like a walkway up the middle and uh, front and center there is kind of a specimen garden. Like I put in probably 20 different kinds of sedums that I've been growing in a bunch of different places around my yard. Hmm. So there's low growing spreaders that are in like lime green colors and bright Kelly green, like a good grass green. Um, The grass green ones bloom in pink if they're a Johnny Creek variety I believe Um, and they also bloom in yellow then I have these really tall ones my absolute favorite uh, upright sedum is called touchdown teak Uh, that's the name of that variety of sedum and it's this beautiful burgundy color the flowers will be pink in the um, in the fall time but bees super love it so Right now, it's all like little stuff because, you know, it was like, ah, that, you know, pull it out of here, pull it out of there, split it up. So it, it kind of has this hair plug effect. <laughs> <laughs> like when you cut Barbie's hair way too short and you just see all the hair plugs. Um, and I know that it'll grow and it will become more full, but I'm like, yeah. ah, I wish it looked better right now. <laughs> yeah. Could get like a bunch of garden gnomes to like fill it up in the meantime. Oh, you like sound like my mother. Like a village of them. My mom is like, Romeo and Juliet is the best movie I've seen it. And so then she had a wheelbarrow full of lawn gnomes and like a plant that dried up and died. And she's like, Look, it's a village. And this cat would come. <laughs> the neighbor cat would come and just like knock over all the lawn gnomes and lay in like the little water the dish square. that was the <laughs> like a little pond. And I was like, Go away, go away. <laughs> but that sounds like a wicked cool garden. <laughs> I'll have my mom Lawn take gnomes. a picture of Lawn what it's like city. right now, and we'll see if she'll send it to me. She's so silly. My mom's also really into garden gnomes and fairies and stuff, yeah. like the solar light garden kitchen like things. Oh yeah, she had a bunch of the little fairy gardens in her old yard. <laughs> I was a big fan of those. I just wonder what happened to all the ones that are bent over and you just see like bloomers on a lady or butt cracks on dudes, like those weird oh, cut yeah. out things. I'm yeah. like, how did that fat it's die out? Yeah, why did that die out? It's, if Randy likes anything, it's flat plywood pieces of painted butts. <laughs> Honestly, am I the only one? Let us know at Reddit North on Twitter. I've always been partial to the pink flamingos, but that's. I heard those were for swingers. Like, that's how you you have pink pompous grass and you yeah, have pink flamingos. I don't need to know that. That's weird. It, like, I have never people, heard that. Yeah, people yeah. are like, hey, come on over. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we got the flamingos. <laughs> I now know not to put a flamingo in my yard. Yeah. I want to know that lesson. Like, that you see Sending those flamingos over there? Signals. They are constantly. <laughs> 
gross. Yeah, or it's like, how did like people like tacitly agree on this? Like, <laughs> right. Okay, like we all need to decide on a lawn ornament. And this is like, like it's not like you had internet it message was, boards back then. It was the '60s. Like, yeah. How did they communicate I just, this? Like, I just felt like it's sheltered Lutherans just telling each other, "Oh yeah, they're crazy. They have those wild colors." And then on, you definitely know they're having a sex party. <laughs> Scandalous, scandalous. Uh, We're not stopping by their house at (laughs) Halloween. Oh, man. Or, okay, so we're talking about crazy stuff in yards. I really dislike uh mannequins and and like doll heads being cut open and people stick what like cactuses in them it's a thing it's a thing i swear to god and like five people have sent it to me like hey carolyn look at this i'm like yep they that's, dismember a mannequin it's, it's up you want me to make one for you or something or like <laughs> so are they like replacing the limbs with like cacti um or what is what is happening why is the mannequin being disfigured i don't i don't know it's usually like well, it's just to weird people out, I think. Yeah. And uh, there is a lady <laughs> in my neighborhood that has a mannequin dressed standing in the corner of her front porch, and it scares me every time. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wouldn't mind it if it was just like you know mannequin torso, but instead of a head, there's a cactus there. Because mm. yeah. like, maybe with like googly eyes, some sort of like, weird character. <laughs> that would be cool. That'd like be that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's still weird. What's wrong with yes. you? Yeah. <laughs> Put a little outfit on it. Give it a it's name. It's hard to make a cactus look menacing. Yes. You know? I'll name mine Harris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the other ones that like I really dislike, and you see it on Pinterest and stuff all the time, is uh, people will take blue jeans and like set those up full of dirt or something yeah they'll like hook it to a fence and like you know make the ankles of the pants closed off and stick them in boots or something like that and then they'll just fill the pants up with dirt and they'll plant (laughs) in them and i hate it i hate it it's always like cowboy style stuff that's not okay this is what i'm gonna be doing next week you ass this sounds sounds great (laughs) I, well, just just Google it, but it's yes. always like it always looks like rumple lumpy cellulite butt with petunias sticking out the top. Like I hate. It. <laughs> the next time you go out of town, we're so gonna put a couple of those in your yard. You <laughs> asshole! I hate you all. The other thing I do not like as garden decor, uh, and I know that there's a few people who are like screw you it's art and we're being silly is like when you plant up a toilet like an old toilet and you fill it with dirt and you plant something in it and you're like ha 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 oh for cute isn't it neat i'm like no it is not it's a toilet it's a toilet in your yard it looks like (laughs) (laughs) well you know you've given me an idea so you know for i'm a fan of virginia creeper yes and there are varieties that turn bright red in the fall yeah so you've given me the idea that you could take, you know, that your um, little person with the stuffed pants, <laughs> you could do the pants and like the shirt and whatever, but like the stuffed pieces of clothing and you could have it like a dismembered person laying in your lawn <laughs> and then grow Virginia creeper out of it. And then in the fall, it would look like a murder scene with like the Virginia creeper turning red. But you'd have to keep it trimmed, yes. you know, to the right. <laughs> to keep the right it trimmed. Way. Words to live by. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's the thought I have. I'll have to tell you a story next time about um, uh, a murder scene. It's really funny, but I'll keep you in suspense on the next episode because we're moving right along. Let's talk about trees. Can we do that? Dan, 
I would love for you to talk about trees right now. <laughs> you know what's really been on my mind lately? Uh, flackers. Syringa reticulata. <laughs> That's is it contagious? It is. It, it, no, but it spreads slowly. <laughs> uh, the Japanese tree lilac. So these are trees. They're very common, actually, like landscape trees. Mm -hmm. Typically, I think in the sort of the northern half of the states, Mm -hmm. probably the northern part of the Midwest, even you could say, or like New England area. Mm -hmm. Um, It's native to East Asia. Okay. So like Japan, Korea, uh, Eastern China, Russia, those kind of those kind of areas, which a lot of people don't realize, but their climate is very similar to ours. In like the if you think of like you know Boston or something like that, it's it's pretty similar that like latitude. Anywho, that's where it comes from. Um, It doesn't grow very tall. It grows to like maybe forty ish feet. Uh, I think that's typically they're they're not going to get any taller than that. Maybe twenty feet wide. Whoa. Yeah. They but so they're they're kind of like lollipop shaped trees they're they're very nicely formed trees they don't like spread they're you know like we talked about elm a few episodes back yeah right right <gasps> <We did. laughs> no. anyway we talked about elm and so those are like a big spreading huge like umbrella kind of a tree these are total opposite of that they're little guys they grow maybe like 25 feet tall or something and they're kind of like nice and round and they have a nice, perfect little tree shape. They're uh, great landscape plants. Okay. They're very tolerant of like salt or like weird soil pHs or things like that. So they're mm. great like street trees. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you okay there, buddy? Yeah, I'm all right. I just have uh, <laughs> I've got rhubarb throat. You just spit out a cat or something. Yeah. <laughs> the rhubarb has become self-aware and is trying to escape me. <laughs> Anyway, um, so they're very tolerant. They're great. Um, they're great, like landscape trees. They are also in bloom right now. Yes, and they smell good. They smell good, like lilacs smell good. Mm-hmm. They're always white. The blossoms are. Yeah, lilacs are not always white. They are often not white. They're often like purple or lavender or lilac colored. Some people just call it lilac, but Japanese they're, they're tree like lilacs are always, are always white. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, they need full sun, mm-hmm. um, but that's about it as far as, far as like their neediness goes. Are they kind of xeric? Like, are they pretty good about droughty no. stuff? No, they they need uh, they're not drought tolerant. Okay, too too much. Um, but they also one easy way to identify them is they have got dark bark, and it's pretty smooth. Dark bark. Dark bark. So if you think of like birch. How it's kind of like smooth. It isn't. Have you um, seen the dark bark in the dog park? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that dark bark. Uh, but it's like it's it's it is dark bark and it is kind of smooth, smoothish. And it has like white lenticels that are maybe it's lenticels. I don't know if there's a T in there, but I think you were right with lenticels. Lenticels. Let us know on Facebook. <laughs> Lenticel is that like that's as my understanding goes. Is It's a poor. Right. On the skin of the tree right. for gas exchange. I believe that you are correct. Yeah. Yes. It's definitely like a little pore in the bark. It's like a little exchange zone kind of a thing. Dark bark pore. Dark bark pore. But so there are white pores on the dark bark. If you look at like birch, mm-hmm. those are, that's white bark mm-hmm. with dark 
lend us souls. That's oh. <laughs> light bark. Anyway, <laughs> I like how we're talking about this this blooming, well scented tree, and you're talking about the bark. Yeah, that's what. To be perfectly honest, that's what's the most striking to me. I'm like, yeah, it's a tree. Great, there's flowers. Look at the bark because it's so unique. It's so distinctive. But anyways, yes, it does flower in the spring. A lot of people like to have trees that flower. Um, and most of them don't f- look like much of anything. Most trees f- do flower, but they're often insignificant flowers. They don't really look like a whole lot. Um, unless you live in the South and you've got like magnolia trees or something like that. Um, but anyway, the Japanese tree lilacs uh, have nice, fluffy, white blossoms. They are fragrant and they last about two weeks, uh, usually in early June. They smell so good. They do smell really (laughs) good. On my block, across the street, everybody's got one. So I came outside and I'm like, why does it smell so fresh and clean? Like, that smells a little weird. What is it? Oh, the the tree lilacs are in bloom, y'all. So so I stole a hunk of tree lilac for you since you're talking about it today. That's right. You did. And you brought it in. And uh, I'm looking at it now and it's... We'll take uh, a little picture. I was going to say it smells good, but I can't smell it from here. But I can see that it <laughs> looks like it smells good. It's a- <laughs> <laughs> it has cartoon wavy lines of what smells good yeah. on it. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's smelly good. So smelly good. <laughs> Anywho, that's that's my uh, tree bit. I like it. Well, Hope we you guys had, enjoyed my tree bit. We had awesome bluebarb kiaktails. Super yummy. We had some tasty bluebarb bread. We talked about... Uh, all of the decor trends that I hate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and some your garden. And some, you know, floriferous trees. I feel like that's a whole episode. Let's do it. There we go. Bye guys. <laughs> there it is. Hey. Hey Bye, Randy, cue the credits. Thanks for listening to Verdant North. Find our blog post online at, at verdantnorth.net. Find us on Twitter at, at @verdantnorth and you can find us on Facebook by searching Verdant North. If you want to contact us but hate social media, you can email us at verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. That's verdantnorthteam at gmail.com. You can hear this podcast through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play Music. Please don't forget to like, rate, comment, or share the podcast. The more likes, ratings, comments we receive, the more visible the podcast becomes. Yay! Uh, We don't pay for advertisements, so the only way we get promotion is through you, our listeners. So if you like what we do, please share us. Even further, if you really like us and feel like you want to help, uh, you can definitely contribute and help donate to us at coffee. That's ko-fi.com slash verdant north. Again, we are putting our own time, dollars, and effort into this podcast at no cost to you, our listeners. So please, any little bit helps pay for whether we're buying alcohol for Nikki or just, <laughs> you know, uh, anything that like hosting rights, stuff like that. Anything that helps will help us continue this podcast. You can find Caroline Hallstrom on Twitter at Miss Zero Line. That's Miss Align. You can find Dan Hudson on Twitter at Verdant Dan. And he'd like you to know if you haven't really thought about tree bark, have you really thought about trees? <laughs> <laughs> you can find Nikki Lyons on Instagram at November BLU, November Blue 83. That's November Blue 83. And you can find also me, Randy, on Twitter at Marlin underscore Rando. You can also occasionally hear me on the Scattered Podcast, also available through those same podcast places. Special thanks to Bree Ediston and Dewey Vu for graphics and artwork. And extra big thanks to our webmaster, Corey Hartung, for making sure we exist on the web. Happy birthday, Corey. Corey. 
And as always, a thank you to Minneapolis band Volcanus for allowing us to use their tunes. Follow their hilarious video blog project on YouTube and listen to them and arch rival band Prozac Rat on Bandcamp YouTube and find them on Facebook. Thanks for listening and always remember it is it's okay to kill plants. I guess. Yeah, it is. It's <laughs> but it's not okay to plant them in toilets after. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>